Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Michael Cohen's testimony was a big, fat nothing burger. But we've got some red meat for the pro-Trump crowd. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saturday from 3 to 6, here I am. And I have a bonus show tomorrow from uh, noon to 2, Sunday noon to 2. And next weekend, I also have Sunday noon to 2 and Saturday 5 to 6. So my show moves around a lot. Enough of that. Uh, Just want to... Jump in with both feet. We've got two big stories to talk about today. One is the testimony of Cohen in Congress, which I actually think the fact that he didn't come up with uh, this overwhelming evidence that uh, all everything that he said is totally damning to Trump. There's a lot there. You've probably heard some of it, but not what you're going to hear here today. But there's a local issue of urgency. Uh, It is the what's going on in the state legislature regarding uh, changes to the voting system. And we have our uh, really expert voter integrity activist and uh, what a powerhouse. And I think he alone with his group and our help can uh, restore or establish voter integrity here in Georgia. Garland Favorito, voter GA, is going to be here from 5 to 6. So be sure to tune in for that. He needs your presence uh, or maybe your phone calls, but rather your presence Monday at 9 a.m. at Senate Committee Room. I think it's uh, C... uh, CLOB 307, if I'm not mistaken. He will tell us. We'll be talking about it a lot today, uh, but we've got some call to action. He's going to tell us why, what's going on, and why it's so important. That's going to be at 5 o'clock. But I want to talk about the the Cohen hearing. Uh, Cohen was in testimony this week, saying taking back a lot of what he said uh, previously about Trump not being involved in this or that. To me, what's going on uh, is just more of the same ambiguous, uh, confusing, non-evidence accusations, hearsay that both sides can latch onto as proof of what they already want to believe. Now, as a bottom line, I think all this personal stuff is a diversion from really important things that are going on in the world, policy changes, uh, and that this is a show. But that part of the purpose of the show that we are being exposed to is to keep us fully engaged in what I call, many people call, the two-party psyop. 
this idea that there are two parties, Democrats and Republicans, who are truly fighting the good fight for their constituents. The like the miraculously the country is divided right in half, right along the line here, and that they fight on the same ideological grounds that we as citizens want them to fight for. But uh, a deeper reading of what's really going on, starting with the the probably most important possibly most important book on political analysis, whether it meant to be or not, Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quigley, says we we have this system so that the people can cry out to throw the bums out and they will be replaced by uh, more bums from the other side who we also control. So I look at some of these stories and I wonder at what level the people who are acting these roles actually believe that uh, they are fighting the good fight or know that they're actually all serving the same master. And I think where the rubber hits the road with that is when it comes to really important matters. Number one is that it's supposed to be basically the warfare crowd versus the welfare crowd, if you want to put pejoratives on it, that the left wants to spend on welfare, the right wants to spend on warfare. But in reality... Uh, you see the right spending like crazy, Trump signing his huge budget, and you see the left all uh, n- advocating or at least being pretty passive about calls for war, whether it's uh, Ukraine and Russia or s- pulling out of Syria or in intervening in Venezuela. You don't see these fall on your sword champions for peace on the left either. So I suspect that they really know what's going on and uh, and they're playing this game for their own political game. But uh, I want... So when, when you listen to the Cohen stuff, for me, what struck me most obviously is that, that it is a show and there's a lot of slander and hearsay and uh, stuff that would, that offers nothing as far as factual evidence it can only appeal to people who are thirsty to be satisfied with anything to have some talking points or whatever and that that in itself makes me highlights to me the decline in the level of discourse the level of civic engagement that we've experienced i believe since the mccarthy trials and not because of joe mccarthy but because of how when he was on trial, uh, how he was treated. And that kind of seemed to me like a watershed moment in just being able to slander people and say stuff that wasn't in evidence and, and not get found out by it, probably because of a complicit media that doesn't dig this stuff up. But, uh, so I look at that and I, and, and when you, when you really think about the level of engagement here, it's so, uh, disappointing it it also highlights why people who who prefer to blind us with this theatrical show are advocating younger and younger voting there's actually i think it was oregon i don't know where it was but it was i think it was where they recently proposed formally proposed lowering the voting age to 17 and why would you want to do that? You know, it's that it's it actually is a kind of Marxist thing where the poor, um, I guess the young, uh, the oppressed, the uneducated 
are the ones with the true primal wisdom. They can be trusted because their instincts are so good that they can get us out of this. But that approach, that emotionalistic approach is not what's called for in uh, in a sophisticated society like ours is with sophisticated laws and complicated issues of, uh, I mean, starting with property ownership and um, what's inherently right or wrong with socialism, for example, or even capitalism to the extent that it's crony capitalism or uh, corrupted financial capitalism. So uh, so I see the the this week of of the Cohen uh, testimony in Congress as just showing us how really empty the discourse has has gotten. And I want to play some clips that I think highlight that. And then I do want to take apart some of the things, some of the claims he makes which the evidence he offers does not support. And then we have, thanks to my trusty producer, Binkley, uh, some some clips that provide, I would say, some inadvertent evidence that Trump really isn't isn't everything coincide. Some of the stuff I, I, I think may be true, although nobody really talks about the real reasons behind that. Like, I'm sure being in construction in New York, I believe there's plenty of evidence that... Uh, from the casinos to the construction business, you have to work, you have to back channel. You know, I, I believe that it's it's probably not possible to be truly successful in those industries without doing something that wouldn't necessarily stand up to the scrutiny of a, of a national um, investigation at the congressional level. Yet you don't see any of that stuff. You see the stuff that, that makes you scratch your head. So we're going to get into a little bit of that. Um, Binkley, how are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, so uh, I know that you have a few things that I want to get to. We should uh, probably wait till after the break. But we have played before, and I want to play again, some of... So I think the the bottom line here, the underlying issue that's that this revolves around is that Michael Cohen paid off Stormy Daniels uh, to, or paid off the, maybe it's that he made payments. It has to do with like magazines and Stormy Daniels herself and her lawyer and all that kind of stuff. But he made payments to suppress the story of that Stormy Daniels alleges against Trump. And he previously said Trump was unaware. And then now he's saying that he was aware that he lied before, but he's not lying now. Classic. Uh, But we, but it, to me, what nobody really asks is there is there any actual evidence of the stormy, the alleged the allegations that Stormy makes that she had an affair with Trump? And I I haven't come across any or even seen any offered. Have you? Other than those uh, allegations that he paid her, no. Right. So so it's the cover up that's supposed to prove the crime, but of course, people cover stuff up, you, you pay people off. I mean, that's what blackmail is. It doesn't even have to be true. Yeah, Cohen admitted that during the hearing. He was asked if he had ever paid someone who uh, who was lying, and he said, "Yeah." Yeah, that's what you do. I mean, I, I believe, and then it's it's a tough thing, a tough line to walk, because they're going to use. I I think that Papa John escaped that trap that was being laid for him. They asked him to pay six million dollars to suppress 
uh, what they said was racist comments on his part, and he wouldn't pay it. And the comments never surfaced, so I think that they probably weren't the smoking gun that he knew they weren't, and they were pretending was, but it would have they wouldn't have even had to come up with the smoking gun if they had the smoking gun that he paid them. And he didn't fall for that trap. But I think uh, this, you know, these people are easy targets. Uh, so I want to play what we've played before. We'll just do it real quick of why I think Stormy Daniels' story is not true. Um, and uh, And also get a little bit to the complexities of Trump's character, which seemed to be what Cohen was ultimately testifying about. So let's get to a break, and then we're going to start digging into this uh, a little bit with some uh, audio support. This is Monica Perez, open to calls, 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. Um, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. She's an anti-Terminator Terminator on News 955 at AM 750 WSB. I just got a call asking what book I was talking about. Uh, and I'm tweeting it right now. Um, if you want to go to my uh, Twitter feed at Monica Perez show, you'll see it. The book is tragedy and hope by Carol Quigley. And Carol Quigley was, I believe, a mentor of Bill Clinton or teacher or both. And Bill Clinton actually thanked him in in, um, a dedication. I can't remember the speech, but Bill Clinton says with his own words, with his own mouth, that Carol Quigley was a, um, you know, someone he respected and learned from and all that. So what uh, so what Carol Quigley did was he wrote a book called Tragedy and Hope. And it, it's uh, the subtitle is a, uh, a history of the world in our time. And he went into the archives of, was it the Council of Foreign Relations? Are you familiar with this book, Binkley? A little bit. I don't know where he pulled from. I can't remember, but he, he was given the keys to the kingdom. Maybe it was the Royal Institute for International Affairs, now called the Chatham House, which you, if you listen to our podcast, the propaganda report, you've heard about that. Uh, but what he did was he dug into what they were doing. It's basically the secret society and what they're up to. And he, he respected it and admired it. And the only thing he didn't like about it was that it was secret. He thought that this, uh, this manipulation of the world, this plan for the world, the direction for uh, the entire vision for the whole world was something that we should aspire to and work towards and um, appreciate from the uh, the elite. It's like called the Anglo-American Establishment was his follow-up book. And in it, he gets into so much stuff that reveals the true nature of what is a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy. And he has a couple of real smoking gun statements like the one I said earlier. But... Uh, Anyway, so check that out. I just tweeted it, um, and we're going to get back to the Cohen story after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Wait a minute. This is the future. All the phases. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6 when I can get it. I'm also on tomorrow, Sunday from 12 to 2. 
Uh, and I want to let you know at five o'clock today, I'm having Garland Favrito, voter integrity activist and expert, talk about what's happening right now in the Georgia legislature that uh, he is alarmed about. And it's a call to action. I think our last chance to slow this thing down is Monday at 9 a.m. at uh, the state Senate. And he's going to tell us what the issue is and what we can do at least to slow it down so we understand, so we can make our opinions uh, known. So tune in, stay tuned until 5 for that. We are talking about the Michael Cohen hearing uh, testimony in Congress and... Uh, I want to take some calls, 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Jay. Jay, you are on with Monica. Hi, Jay. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. I appreciate it. You're on um, the I'm what actually you got? calling yeah. uh, because of your um, uh, uh, statements regarding Michael Cohen. It seems to me that what I'm what I'm really hearing is that you have a, a loose relationship with 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 the facts, and you, you you hear you, you I hear you talking, and we have facts to dispute. Yeah, uh, go Donald start Trump. fact one. Let's do it. I'm ready. Well, we have we have audio tape of Michael Cohen discussing this with Trump. We Let's hear. It. You got it. Where is it? A payment history. Hold on. Tweet me a link right now. Hold on. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Um, where is the audio? There, I've heard the tape. It's been played on the news. All right. Look, uh, you got it. We're going to take this all off. You got to tweet at me at Monica Perez show the link to that audio. What's your second thing? Okay. Then we have a payment history. You have checks. What is that? What are, you, are you talking about the check that Cohen submitted as evidence in Congress this yes. week? I got to talk yeah, about that. Yes. I'm going to tell you to hold a second. Just hold on. This is what it is. It says uh, a copy of a check Mr. Trump wrote from his personal bank. This is from the prepared statements of Cohen after he became president to reimburse me for the hush money payments I made to cover up his affair with an adult film star and prevent damage to his campaign. I looked at the check. It was published on, I think, the front page of the Wall Street Journal. It's a personal check from Trump to Michael Cohen for $35,000, which was supposed to be a retainer. And the amount it was, but then Cohen testified that actually it was reimbursement. And he said it was reimbursement. He was going to get 12 installments. Now, 12 installments of 35,000 is $420,000. He said it's because they took the 130, they added 50 for 50,000 for technical expenses. They doubled it to get rid of the, uh, to insulate him from the tax effect. And then they gave him a $60,000 bonus. It's very tortured to get to 35 as one twelfth of 130. So I do not accept that as evidence. So, okay. You have Miss Daniels saying that this happened. Okay. You have Michael Coney's testament. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Miss, Miss Daniels. She has a history of political histrionics going back years. So, so I'm going to finish, and then I'm going to play some of the clips of Stormy Daniels that makes it okay. puts her credibility into question, and then okay. and Cohen's testimony. And then, what you're saying is that everybody has a loose relationship with the truth, except for Donald Trump. <laughs> 
Hold on. All so wait, wait, wait. No, I'm not. Let's do this orderly fashion. The Cohen's okay. testimony was that he was lying before and that he's not lying anymore. He uh, and it's really funny because in his original uh, plea bargain, he it actually says that he is insulated for having made uh False statements. This says, in consideration of your client's guilty plea, your client will not be further prosecuted criminally for any false statements made by him to the U.S. Congress or to this office in connection with the conduct described in the criminal information section of this document, um, et cetera, et cetera. So he is convicted of lying to Congress in the past and immune from it, at least for the past. So I think that he has no credibility in that regard. You know, the only thing that Michael Cohen stopped doing is he stopped lying with Donald Trump. How do you and know? Says he has no credibility. How like do you Donald know Trump that he stopped lying? Now he he's in the now he's in the pocket of the government. Now is when he's totally insulated from lying. He had to go to jail for three years for the lies he told before, but now he's working with them. He's working for them. Who's going to prosecute him? If they're the ones who are putting him up to it, you, you know what, what's, what's, what's funny is that it's amazing. Everyone who works with Donald Trump, when they stop working with him, they're either silent, they either badmouth him, or they're going to ask us when it's all said and done, when he's out of office, they're going to say, Don't judge me because of what I stopped Donald Trump from doing. No one leaves there with good things to say about this man. Well, you presumably when you're him, leaving. All of you are going to be on the wrong side of history. I guarantee this. I, I think you misunderstand my position anyway. He was I, also diverted from the question. Oh, you sorry, asked him questions. He was trying to prove a case, and he was unable to prove it, so now he's... No, what? no, 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 no. The thing about it is is that you all believe Donald Trump, and you... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Believe Donald Trump? Lying. What did Donald Trump <laughs> say? Bonatti's lying... Hold on. What did Donald Trump... Dude, Jay, what did Donald Trump say that you think I believe? I think you believe that he didn't have an affair with Stormy Daniels and he wasn't responsible for payments to cover this up. That is true, but I I don't even know if he said that. I just don't believe it because of her history. I think Cohen's a liar, and I think Donald Trump is a germaphobe and a cheapskate. And I think he does his cheating in a very different way. And I don't know if he cheats on Melania, but he definitely cheated on Ivana. Do you remember what he said? He had no knowledge of who Stormy Daniels was. He had no knowledge of the payment. I wouldn't be surprised about it. I don't remember him saying that, but that wouldn't surprise me. He was on the airplane when he said he had no knowledge of who Stormy Daniels was. The reporters were there filming him, and he said he had no, no, no information about the payment. And now we have him on tape discussing the payment. Where, where is the tape? I, I've discussing heard this the tape. Payment? It's that muffled tape that there's no, it makes no clear indication of what's being discussed. Everything that people uh, get from that has been projected into them by Hold the media. Hold on, Jay. If but you remember tweet that, that he had no knowledge of who Stormy Daniels was. He had no knowledge of the payment. Jay, and now we tweet have that. And the excuse is it's muffled. We can't understand it. I want to play it on the air. I don't have it, Jay. You must. Please tweet it to me. Send me the link. Tell me the link, whatever. And by the end of the show, we're on for three hours. I will play it and we can listen to it. 
I don't care. So, Trump is not my horse in the race. I'm a libertarian. I don't but, care. But, but, you, but you, you think he's an honest individual. No, I don't. <laughs> I absolutely do not. That's what I was saying from the beginning. I think Michael Cohen says some things that, that I started the show by saying this guy is in casinos in Atlantic City and construction in Manhattan. There's probably and they they. Took no, millions no, of documents from Cohen's office. If they wanted to prove this guy was dirty, they could probably prove they could probably come up with better evidence than Cohen did on any single person who made their money in New York in construction or in New Jersey in casinos. I bet there isn't a there. It's impo- possibly impossible to make it Absolutely. completely on but the. But the up difference and up. is, is they're not in the White House, and Donald Trump no, is. But you're missing my point, Jay. What I'm saying is this whole thing is smoke and mirrors a show. There may be real stuff that you don't like about Trump, maybe even stuff that could put him in jail. But nobody's really talking about that. What we're doing is we've got this guy spewing a bunch of nonsense that people believe if they want to believe it and don't believe if they don't want to believe it. How is it nonsense that the president of the United States misled the public paid off a porn star before he was elected to hide it from the from the media and he's sitting there in the Oval Office discussing a payment to cover it up. Here's the thing, Jay. I we've we're now that we've come full circle twice, I have to stop. But I like I, I do I, I want to get to the point that the evidence isn't really there. You have to believe this is not the porn star thing, campaign finance, it's a such Small potatoes compared to what really happens in the halls of power. So why are we focusing on it? Maybe to distract us from what is really happening at the highest levels with the big money, with three commas. You know what I mean? Like it could be a much, much more interesting conversation, especially since this guy's had millions of documents confiscated. What do you think, Binkley? I can't believe Jay thinks that you think Trump is honest all the time. (laughs) Well, Jay might be a first-time listener. Uh, So, yes, here's the thing. So, I actually... um, I have other... I, I wanted to get a little deeper into this. So, I believe that... That... The story here with Trump and his presidency and the dialectic that's going here, the fight that that the left and right is having, I think it's a setup. And I my first uh, indication of that, my first sense of that was when Trump launched his campaign with a comment about illegal immigrants being criminals or whatever the exact quote was. I don't remember. And then shortly thereafter, uh, the Kate Steinle shooting happened that fit his narrative or was at least promoted to fit his narrative, just like other uh, exploited crises promote uh, unpopular policies. And that made me think that what was happening here with the Trump presidency was a very, very high level politics above parties because San Francisco is a Democrat. So the fact that they didn't... Um, expose some of the funny business that went behind the story of that guy. That guy was that the shooter of Steinle was in jail in like a mental jail hospital 
for five years because of repeat, repeatedly trying to get into this country. So in the beginning, they were saying there's no law that puts you in jail. This guy, I believe, was crossing the border to get into jail because he was so poor and um, mentally ill. So then the sheriff, which with a very shady past in San Francisco, intercepts his deportation when he was released for a pot charge that wasn't even a law anymore in San Francisco. And when he got his hands on him, he released him without telling ICE about it. Then the guy wakes up on the pier after taking some pills he found and the package in his hand goes off and that was a gun. That is really the story. That's actually the story. And I I thought if the public defenders don't get this guy off, they're in on it too. I tried to contact them. I was following the story. There was nothing. His The guy's name changed. I can't even remember his name now. Then this week, this week, the guy who, the champion of the little guy, public defender in San Francisco, Slim, fit-looking guy, 59 years old, just dropped dead under mysterious circumstances, which is now being investigated by the cops he was always at odds with and a medical examiner he tried to fire just a couple of weeks ago. Jeff Adachi, A-D-E or A-D-A-C-H-I. I have a lot of material on him. We've got another show tomorrow. I want to get into that. So for me, the Trump presidency isn't <laughs> about, you know, I don't have a MAGA hat. I just <laughs> I just want us to stop waiting around in the weeds. I want us to look at the bigger picture. And this was such a show. And I want to point out that Jay thinks that there was all sorts of evidence. And I don't see it. And I, he's not giving it to me. So I want to keep going with the calls. 404-872-0750. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Evil does seek to maintain power by suppressing the truth. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Looks like we hit a nerve with the Michael Cohen conversation. So let's get to the phones. 404-872-0750. I am going to Jacqueline. Jacqueline, you are on with Monica. Hi, Jacqueline. Hello, hello, hello. All right, I can't hear Jacqueline. I'm going to think it's her, not me, so I'm going to put her back on hold. And I'm going to go to Jim. Jim, you're on with Monica. Hi, Jim. How are you doing? Well, I'm uh, I'm well fed and I'm happy and I'm enjoying your show. <laughs> That's great. I love positivity. <laughs> you know, uh, I've I've had a running conversation with a good friend of mine, and I've said, imagine that if uh, people don't realize that all radio and TV stations receive a broadcast license from the government. Now, imagine if you were to apply for a new broadcast license from the FCC. And when they inquire as to what type of programming you would be broadcasting, you honestly answer them that it would be 24 by 7 anti-freedom commentary, anti-American propaganda, divisive speech designed to pit Americans against Americans, opinions and and, and commentary uh, trying to abolish the Electoral College and libel and slander against any conservative or any conservative groups. You would promote socialism and fascism. Do you think they would grant that license? Well, I'd like to say no, but I do see CNN. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so my point is simply this. I've just described what we get 24-7 from the mainstream media. Yeah, and what right, not just CNN. Is the following. Yeah. I think that they should have to renew their license every year, and there should be two kinds of licenses. 
on the Chiron underneath their talking heads, it should say this is opinion commentary and not uh, news. And then they should get another license for just hard news, because these people will argue for an hour over how many inches they're in a foot and tell what tell us what we're supposed to think about it. But the actual news is that there's 12 inches in a foot. And then the other 59 minutes is commentary and opinion about how that's going to hurt us and harm us. I, I think they need to be reined in. They're out of control. We do not have a news media. We have a CIA propaganda mill. And the Congress did pass a law that said that our own government is allowed to feed us propaganda. Yes, Jim, you're hitting on so many things. I, I actually want to come back to them after the break. Uh, news is not, it doesn't have to be news. It can just be entertainment. I'm going to hit on that and why we have FCC licenses. Mark, Jacqueline, Weldon, hang on. More calls after the break. This is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.